Welcome to the Directors Club Podcast, the podcast that helps you learn the business skills you need as a child care center director to build enrollment, retain your best teachers, and get your center operating just how you want it. I'm Noelle Dentino. I'm a fellow child care center owner and active director with my sister Sarah. We operate a successful child care center in Massachusetts. By merging my background in business with Sarah's background in early education, we found the perfect recipe for a successful center. We have a membership for directors that teaches short training videos with done-for-you business process so you can implement and take action today. When child care center directors implement these practices, they create the center they always dreamed of, a thriving child care center community. The Directors Club podcast will provide you with simple business tips to help you get things done at your child care center. Episode number eight, revenue and expense forecasting. Hey there, it's Noelle from the Directors Club, and we're talking finance again today and digging into revenue and expense forecasting. If you listen to episode seven, salary forecasting, and utilize the steps in both, you'll have created your own financial forecast for the upcoming school year. You will also have a tool to help you make a decision about your money. Remember, this is your money. So investing and learning about your money and dedicating time to it each month will help you decide. Hey there, it's Noelle from the Directors Club. We're talking finance again today and digging into revenue and expense forecasting. If you listen to episode seven, which was salary forecasting, and utilize the steps in both, you will have created your own financial forecast for the upcoming school year. You will also have a tool to help you make decisions about your money. Remember, this is your money. So investing in learning about your money and dedicating time to it each month will help your money do what you want it to do. So I want you to stop now and check in with yourself. Are you going to implement a monthly budget? So stop now and check in with yourself. Are you going to implement a monthly financial habit to help you really control your money better? Or do you have no time to even think about adding anything? If your answer is, I have no time, Noelle, you, my friend, now just got yourself some homework. Go listen to episode number three. I found you 60 hours to get things done. And I really did. My 15-minute habit is a game changer. And when it comes to implementing ideas like this, you, my 15-minute habit is a game changer. And when it comes to implementing ideas you come across that you really want to try out at your center, it's the only way to get things done. All right, let's dig into the fun. Money is sometimes, or for some all the time, an uncomfortable topic. The reality of the numbers is stressful and at times very confusing. But I've learned over the past 26 years that the numbers are a powerful tool and easier to understand and predict than you think. I've realized that no matter if my numbers are great or really bad, 
like they have been during the pandemic. When I focus some of my time on my numbers, it makes me feel more in control. It also has allowed me to make decisions to not do things or to invest money in something that I really want. Like this year, we know that we can get back to our pre-pandemic numbers, right? We know what's going to come. We know that we can afford a certain amount of money for a short-term loan when we're at those numbers. We decided to apply for a loan and began a renovation of our childcare center, Scribble Time, inside and out. New floors, walls, paint, furniture, and even an outdoor classroom, which we're super psyched about and haven't told anybody. And the last time our center was brand new was 16 years ago when we opened. So now I'm energizing my team with brand new classrooms, including the most amazing closets that they're all getting. The students get to enjoy a brand new space and it's selling spots that I have open in the fall. All this by knowing my numbers, predicting where I saw things going, speaking to my CPA, which is my certified public accountant, my tax guy, and my financial advisor, right? He's all wrapped up in one. So financial forecasting is a very important part of running your childcare center. It's your budget. I'm going to talk about forecasting numbers, which is you making an educated guess on what your enrollment will look like or the expenses that you're expected to have this year. We'll discuss what it is, why we need to do it, and I'll talk about how to create yours. And lastly, we'll talk about a plan to forecast. Don't skip this episode because it's not a fun topic or you fear the numbers. Or worse, you keep it in your head and you know you would be surprised if you do what you actually, you would be surprised if you do that, what you actually don't know. Don't skip this episode because it's not fun topic or you fear the numbers or worse, you keep it all in your head and you know the numbers because actually when you put it all down, you'd be a little surprised how they play out on paper instead of in your head. There's nothing to be afraid of. You will only gain from this. It will be worse if you don't know the numbers. And if you suffer from anxiety, it will always be lurking with you because it's just a part of our business, right? As child care center directors, ladies and gentlemen, the numbers are the numbers. So don't be afraid. And a quote from one of my favorite, um, Here's a quote that I have in my quote journal. Um, Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it. And I shared that last episode as well, because I think it's so important because we need to plan and we need to predict what's going to happen so that we can make really good decisions. We lead a revenue capped business, right? Childcare, meaning that we are capped at how much we can make unless we increase tuition. We can't increase sales goals to meet increased expenses. Like we can't sell 125 spots at our center if we only are licensed for 100. We can't develop a new product that will make us enough money to create the cash flow that we want. But knowing your numbers to the last penny is so important. And as Alan said, if we can predict the future, we can do something about it. 
we can look at these numbers and make decisions that can save us money or invest money into something to give us what we're looking for, increased enrollment, or maybe even just more staffing so that you can have more time. So what is financial forecasting? It is when you predict how much money you will make in the future, how much money you'll spend in the future. And you take these predictions and you put them on paper for the next 12 months and say, this is what I will earn and this is what I'll spend. It's creating a plan just like you do for curriculum. You plan out the curriculum. You also plan out your money. All right, so how do we even develop a forecast? First, you take past financial performance. So given we're coming out of a pandemic year, I'd look at 2019 and 20 performance month by month. So how much money you earned in January of 19 and 20, how much you spent, what you spent it on. My favorite report to do this is the profit and loss statement month by month. Now I use QuickBooks um, and I'm easily able to run a report for 2019 month by month profit and loss statement. And if you don't know how to do it, you'd be surprised at how many videos there are on YouTube where you can just search um, how to create it. So if you use Peachtree or one of the childcare software programs, um, check those out and see what they can pull for you. Um, Cause we can build this forecast right into those systems. The next is um, in his financial forecast is to start looking at it um, at the. So we'll look at this and we will begin to make predictions on what the future looks like. But I want to stop right here and kick you out of that bad mindset. I know it's been a tough past year. Don't make your predictions on a negative mind. It needs to be an educated guess not your 3 a.m. stress over finding employees and wondering if enrollment will come back. Things will get better. Now, head back in the game, my friend. We can gain, now, head back in the game. We can again guess enrollment may decrease over a summer and maybe increase again in September. I also see a lot of enrollment fluctuations that happen in January. What have you seen in your area over the years? Or for expenses, you know that your expenses may go down a little in the summer, maybe a teacher takes the summer off, or you don't offer specialty classes that you pay for. So financial forecasting is simple, making educated guesses on the future of your money based on past performance, and what you think is going to happen in the future. Now, there are three types of financial forecasting. Salary forecasting, which I covered with you in episode seven. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. Revenue forecasting, which is your income and expense forecasting. It's important to predict revenue and expenses so you can make a plan on how you're going to react when a financial decision comes up. When you put these together, revenue, less expenses, you end up with a budget that predicts if you will have a profit or a loss this year. This becomes an important tool for you to help you change things before they happen. Another quote in my journal, which 
we all know I love. <laughs> Most people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So in a minute, I'm going to show you. In a minute, I'm going to get into revenue and expense forecasting. And while I'm talking about this, I want you to know that I thought it would be helpful if you actually saw what I was doing. So head over to the comments for this podcast and you'll find a link to a new YouTube channel that I created called the Directors Club. I thought it would be beneficial to you. You can see me walking through this exercise because it's really kind of hard to show you a profit and loss statement and a financial forecast on a podcast. So as we begin this process, I don't want you to stress or say it's pointless or get stressed. I can't increase tuition enough to meet these expenses. The numbers are the numbers, my friend. So do not stress if you know they're bad. Highly successful companies know their numbers, whether they're in a good season or a bad. You need to operate your childcare center like every other business and know your numbers. Okay, let's dig in to the forecasting. This will help us determine how much money we're going to earn over the next 12 months. And what I want to tell you is that we're going to do this forecast for the summer through the school year so that we can see what we're going to make in a school year. Sometimes I know companies do it from January to um, December, which is obviously most companies' financial um, time frame, and nonprofits I know are the you know seven one to six thirty. So I do mine for the school year just so I can see exactly what is happening for my particular school year. All right, so let's dig in. First, what we're going to do is we're going to open up an Excel worksheet, and you are going to gather before we even start this, a list of all the customers that you have today and what they pay you each week. We need that number. Next, we're gonna open up this spreadsheet that we just started. This will tell us how we are now with the tuition and where we predict it's gonna go in the future. We're gonna create some extra lines for open spots that we need to sell. And this will be something that you can update monthly with what students leave your center and what students enroll in your center. We will begin by creating this spreadsheet. And if you're not good at it, go over to YouTube and do a search on how to use Excel and it will easily, there's like millions of videos on how to use this. And just watch this live and I will help you um, show you what we do. So this is the revenue forecast. And I'm gonna type this. Um, on the top is a header. And so going across the page, we're going to have a bunch of different titles. So the first one's gonna be family name. The next one is going to be weekly tuition. Like what do they pay each week? And then we're gonna put all the months that we're gonna cover. So I'm gonna cover 12 months. So I'm gonna start with July, and then I'm gonna um, bring it all the way down to June. So now I have across the top of my Excel spreadsheet, family name, weekly tuition, and then all the months. And I'm just going to center them because I'm crazy and bold them and widen the columns. 
All right. So here, what we're going to do next is we are going to begin to add our families and we're going to predict what, how much money they're going to pay each week. And then we're going to put it into each of the months. So I'm just going to start with family A. They pay $100 a week. These numbers might be completely crazy. I'm just doing it for ease purposes. So this family's a baby. They come every week. So I don't pred I predict that they're going to stay. So I'm going to drag that $100 across so that each under each month the family is staying. Uh, from July, September, October, it's $100. Um, this is their weekly tu tuition that they pay me each week. Now, family B pays me $300 a week, and they have two children, but one of their children is leaving in, the, in August because they're going to kindergarten in September. So in July, they're going to keep paying me $300. In August, they're going to pay me $300, but now in September, their tuition's going to go down. And so what I'm going to predict is that their tuition's going to go to $150 because the other child's leaving, and then they're going to keep that child here, and I'm going to put $150 down for the rest of the school year. Now, tuition C. They're paying me $100 a week, but mom's pregnant. And she's enrolled her new baby in October. So I'm going to do $100 in July because they still have one child. And then August and September. But now in October, we have a new enrollment with this family. And it's now going to $200 a week. And so for the rest of the year, I'm predicting that both of the children will stay. And it will be $200 a week. Family day. This child is paying a um, hundred dollars a week. Everyone pays a hundred, right? <laughs> Easy numbers for me to add up. So this child's going to kindergarten in the fall. So I know that they'll be here in July, in August. But when we hit September, that's going to go to zero. So you will see that as you're working across each of your families, like some families, like family E, will say they pay two fifty a week, and they're you know maybe a toddler and a preschooler and they're not leaving. So that tuition's just going to stay. But so you need to predict what each family's going to do. So it, whether it's a new enrollment, whether it is a, um, you know, someone's leaving, it just depends on what you think they're going to do. Um, and it's obviously a prediction, right? So you could be off a little bit, like say family D here, um, decided to leave in August. Maybe they're like, you know what, maybe we'll stop paying for daycare and grandma's going to watch um, the child. So we could be a little bit off on that. But for now, we're predicting that this is where we think these people will be. All right. So, all right, next what we're going to do is look at fees. Now, some centers charge a new school year fee, and they maybe charge it, um, you know, in September. Let's say it's in September. So I'm going to do family fee. Now, you could sit here if you wanted to. Now, you know, depending on your enrollment, I have 114, um, a license for 114. My family list is long. 
And if I know I'm going to charge a fee in September to the entire center, say it's $50 a family, um, I have to go in and change each of the September tuitions, right? To add that $50. But what we're going to do is we're going to add the family fee um, to September. And I'm just going to do 114 students times $50 because that's what it is. So I'm predicting I'm going to bring in fees of $5,700 instead of doing it per family because it just saves me a little bit of time. So next up, what you can do if you like is you can add in like you have an open infant spot. Maybe you have like an open toddler spot. Um, you can add these in if you like, or you can even add like a family J and say you know that you've already enrolled a baby for January and you know that their fee is going to be 150 and they're not going to pay you at all this year, but then here, here it comes in January. So I'm going to add their fee in, in January. So sometimes people like to add in their open spots so that you can play with it and kind of see, oh, if I get these babies enrolled, um, they will, you can play with the number and see what your revenue potentially could end up with. All right, what we're going to do next is we are going to family fee. All right, so now what we're going to do is we are going to um, also just do one more family. We're going to do family F, and we're going to say they're coming in January. Maybe it's a brand new baby. So I just want to show you what that looks like. We're going to do zeros in every single month until we hit January. Then we're going to add the $125. So we have predicted family staying. Family A is staying. Family B has a decrease because they have a student going to kindergarten. Um, we know that there's a kindergarten student leaving, so we're showing money for the summer, but that's it for the rest of the year. And we're also showing um, another family joining us in the fall. So what we want to do is to figure out what our monthly revenue will be. And so I'm going to do total here. Um, on a, a line underneath all of these families. And then I'm going to sum the January, the July column. And each month I'm going to sum the column. Because I want to know for the month, for the, you know, for July, that's my weekly tuition. So now you have to kind of predict um, how many weeks, how many pay periods are you going to get in the month. So I am a weekly tuition center. So um, I'm going to have four to five pays in the month, right? So they're going to have to pay maybe this five Mondays or four Mondays. So what I like to do is um, I type in on underneath the, the total number of families. Of, underneath the total, I type in number of weeks. So I'm just making this up to make it easy. <laughs> so I have, you know, you're going to have um, mostly four weeks, and then you're going to have a few fives. And this is going to help us um, determine how much we're going to get. So then what we do is figure out the monthly 
tuition. So the weekly tuition for July is eight fifty a week. The number of pay weeks, the Mondays in the month is four. So I'm going to multiply the total tuition times the number of weeks, and I'm going to get 3400 And that is my tuition for the month. With a few families, everybody's at $100, right? Okay. So I have completed, if you see in this video, monthly tuition for the whole entire school year. So I know what that is. You can even weigh on the end, sum up that monthly tuition and just see what for an annual basis, um, how much you would be at. All right, next I want you to think about your fees. So we've just like calculated all the parents, everyone that's enrolled, um, anybody that we have a contract with, we have them on here. Um, we have summed up the weekly tuition by month, figured out how many tuition payments we're going to get that month multiplied that for a total of monthly tuition. So now we're going to talk about fees. So I don't typically calculate like late fees into my revenue because I do get late fees or return check fees. Those kind of small, not really going to affect my financial decision. But some centers have bigger fees like an annual fee or maybe even a fee over the summer uh, for field trips. So I add another line underneath the total called fee. Now, let's just say that you collect $50 a family or a child per year as an annual administration fee. And you do that every September. So you know that in September, for every child you have enrolled, you're getting $50. Now, we could go back to each family and add $50 to the weekly tuition, but then it's going to throw our number off because you're only getting it one time. So I like to add this number at the end. And so what I'm going to do in September, underneath the total for the month of September, I'm going to calculate that I'm getting $50 from 114 students, which is $5,700. And this way I know how much money I'm getting for that month. So again, I'm going to do a total tuition. So I'm going to sum up the monthly tuition that we calculated and then any month that has fees and it's only one month, but we're going to just make it easy and do that. All right. So now we have exactly how much money we're making this year. But we haven't figured out any of our open spots. So what I like to do sometimes is this is our actual forecast right now. We've, we've just completed our revenue forecast is I also like to um, add in a couple of empty lines and help me calculate, like say I know that I have five preschool spots open. And I'm just going to add a family name called forecast. And just say that we have four preschool spots open at $100 a week. And I'm going to do everything I can from now into September to get those filled. So I can add that $400 in September. And it will change my numbers just so I know what I'm going to get, right? It's going to, it 
will help me predict that I think I'm going to sell these. I know I can because typically the phone's ringing off the hook, right? Um, in August. So I'm going to predict that I'm going to fill those four spots at $100 a piece. And I'm going to take that $400 and put it under September, October, because I'm going to enroll them in September all through the rest of the year. You don't have to do that. You can zero those out and change your numbers back. So that's just predicting what you think you will do. Now, if you know that you're typically close to full or you know that you typically get calls um, like late August, early August, when people start panicking that they didn't think about a spot for their child, right? Um, if you know that you typically get those calls and you know that people typically, like you'll enroll a few more kids, go ahead and put that in your forecast. Um, and then this will help you with exactly what um, you need for the numbers. And that is how we do a revenue forecast. So the revenue forecast is done. And we can see, and I'm gonna highlight it if you're looking at the YouTube video, this yellow line right here is all the numbers that I need to help me with my budget. So I can tell you that in February of 2022, my monthly tuition will be $6,125. Um, is that going to be exact? No, because what's going to happen? I'm going to maybe charge some late fees. It might go up a little bit. I might enroll another child. A child might leave, so that might drop it. But as a guesstimate, this is pretty good. And this will help you determine what kind of money that you have um, coming up in the future. All right, so now let's put this one aside because we're going to do next one. <laughs> and so the next one is our expense forecast. <clears throat> and an expense forecast is um, when you gather a list of your expenses for the month. And again, I'm going to take you to the profit and loss statement. You can print this again month by month on one document so you can see each of your expense buckets like rent, paper goods, insurance, cleaning, office supplies, um, memberships and subscriptions, maybe food, um, utilities. We're not going to do salary because we did that in episode seven. So we have our salary numbers already. We have, we've just completed our revenue and next is your, the last piece of it is your expenses. So again, we're going to go back to Excel once we have all these numbers. And this doesn't have to be hard if you don't keep track of your numbers well. It's whatever you used to do your taxes last year. That's what you need in the year before. Again, like I said in the beginning of the um, podcast, I'd be looking at 2019 and 20 because for some centers, we were closed in 20. And so it's not as accurate or the numbers were lower, right? So we want to predict a growth because... I do believe we're in a growth period in early education. Um, people are like having to go back to work. So there's kind of no choice that they need childcare again, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to, again, do very similar. We're going to write expenses. Is it across the top of the Excel spreadsheet? And then we're going to type in, um, and this is just for one month, one month. 
we're going to type in what our expenses are. So let's say there's rent, like we talked about, utilities, food, maybe office supplies, insurance, like all the things you know about. And so let's say your rent is $2,000 a month. Your utilities are $250. You spend $100 on snacks, maybe $50 on office supplies, and your insurance is like $350. I know this is going to be more detailed. I'm just doing this for ease purpose, right? So each month, you know that these expenses are fixed. So I'm going to write a total. I'm going to sum up the total for the month. And my expenses are $2,750. Now, that's like our fixed expenses. And this is like an, a guesstimate. Like you're going to have to obviously guess on food, office supplies. Um, but, you know, your insurance should be about the same. Your rent should be the same or your mortgage. Um, you know, whatever you have to pay. Um, any like professional fees you pay. Um, any of that. So now we have the fix the, the, the fixed expenses. And that's all we do. That's that's expense forecasting. Okay. Now what we're gonna do on a third spreadsheet is we're gonna do we're gonna create the budget. And across the top, you are going to write January you're gonna write um sorry, July through June again. We're doing a school year. And you're going to watch this all come together because what we're going to do is predict exactly if we're going to be at a loss or if we're going to make money and where our money is going to fluctuate. Okay. So the first thing that you do that you bring into this is your revenue. So the top of the profit and loss statement is your revenue. And so we predicted in July and I'm going to just cut and paste this. I'm hoping it will copy fine. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> so we're going to, well, let's see. All right. So the first part of your budget, the first part of your budget is your revenue. And so we predicted that we would have, um, Okay, we're going to start our budget now, which is a prediction of the profit and loss statement. So this is what you predict you're going to make this school year. And the top of every budget starts off with how much money you're going to make. So we already did that, right? In the first part of this episode, we predicted from July until June how much money we're going to make. So I'm going to copy those um, numbers right into my spreadsheet. So that's how much money we predicted. Now, I want you to think, I don't think we have any other fees that we needed to add here. So that's your revenue. Now the next section is going to be your expenses. And so we predicted um, your expenses. Now I'm going to tell you something. I personally feel that you need to, on a budget, cut. Um, on your expenses, really list out your expenses on your budget. So in revenue, we just did the total. 
because we have a worksheet going for our revenue. Um, but I want you to put rent like every single month you pay $2,000 in rent. Um, you know, you can guess on your utilities. Um, so utilities, like do they fly up in the summer because you're running AC? Do they go up more in the winter because of your heat? Um, so really think about that. Like maybe you know that August is going to be a $500 electric month and then it goes way down in December and January and February and March and then it's back up. You're going to like kind of think about when you notice your bills changing. Food, maybe food stays exactly the same. So we'll predict that we'll spend $100 on snack a month, $50 on office supplies. Insurance is, you know, always the same. But now the professional fees. Say you're, you know, a member of NACI or um, any other professional organization and every year you have to pay, I have no clue, like $500 fee in December. So you could add that. Maybe graduation or something costs you, like, you know, you do something, um, you can add a line here to add a fee if you know that you're going to have a big fee come up um, expense like in a certain month, okay? And then what we're going to do is we're going to total the expenses. And you know what I forgot to add was the salary. So we will say our salaries are, um, and we have low enrollment with $100. So we're going to say our salaries are $1,000. So... Again, you're going to take your salaries from um, you're going to take your salary from your salary forecast. And I want you to know when you're looking at this, these numbers are fake, and I just th I'm throwing numbers in here. <laughs> and so now we're going to total our expenses for each month. So now we know exactly how much money we're spending each month on um, salaries expenses and how much money we're earning. So we have the total. And now we're going to figure out the profit and the loss. So that is revenue minus expenses. So for July, we're at a loss. Let's see what we look like for the rest of the year based on my fake numbers. <laughs> so we're not doing too bad. <laughs> We're losing money again in August, and then we're going right back into gaining more money through the fall. So again, we are predicting our revenue by month, predicting our salaries from episode seven, and we're predicting our expenses. And then this will give us revenue, less expenses, our total for profit and loss and what we're looking like and how we're going to um, turn out with our finances this year. This will also show you if we're looking at this, right? And I don't know, you see an ad for a conference in February and it's, um, you know, you get to fly to Florida and go to the conference and you figure out it's going to cost you $850 to do this. And some people would just be like, oh, I'm going. And maybe that's fine. And other people might do it and then all of a sudden realize they can't afford it. And say the whole trip's going to cost $850 and it's in February. And you could come over to February and say, look, I have 
$2,500 left over after I pay all my bills in February, I can afford $850. Let's say the trip is $6,000, right? That you can't afford, <laughs> right? There's no month that you can afford it unless you take all the profit from the entire year. So these are numbers that will really help you when you do these spreadsheets, will really help you determine what you can do and what you can't do and how else you can make more money. That's another thing that you can look at. Um, you can head over to um, a month, right? And say you decide that you're going to do a 5% tuition increase. I'm going to head over back over to our forecast. So say you are thinking of adding 5% increase, and I'm going to highlight this column in orange so that um, that's like really ugly color. <laughs> we'll do it in green. So say in November, you're thinking of um, increasing your tuition. So as of right now, you're making $1,100 in tuition. So what does a 5% increase look like? So you do 0.05 times your tuition, and that means you're going to go up $55 um, for the month. So that's something to think about. And you can then take that and add it to one of the line, um, like the blank lines that we put in. I'm going to put $55 in here. And you can drag it across $55 to every month because you're doing five, um, you know, you're doing a um, increase. Obviously, if you increase tuition, it increases every month. Um, and then this kind of then readjust your numbers again. So then you go back into your spreadsheet and you can see that now the, the totals are different, right? They go up. And you take these new numbers, which I'm typing quickly so I can cut and paste them. <laughs> you take your new numbers and you put them onto your profit and loss projection. So that you can see that um, in our revenue, I'm going to change the numbers. Um, you can now see that that increase in tuition increased your revenue. So now this is what you get for projected revenue and a profit and loss for the year. So this spreadsheet is so helpful to you when you look at it every month. So I always make time the middle of the month because then you'll have all your numbers for the previous month. And then what I do is I look and say, okay, I projected in July my revenue was going to be $3,400. And I look at my revenue and maybe it came in at or below, maybe above, which would have been awesome, right? And I look at my expenses to make sure I didn't spend anything crazy and see where I, where I land. And then I can make predictions okay, well, I know that I'm getting, I've just enrolled three new children for the fall. So now I'm going to have to increase, change the revenue forecast and then update my numbers here. I'm also going to um, just make sure that my salary's on target because like if you're increasing children in your center, do you need to increase staffing? And then I'm predicting where I'm going to be. And so it kind of helps me make decisions 
on, can I afford that? Can I cut this out? Or if numbers are really bad, like what could I cut out? Like see if we're looking in July and I'm at a 350 loss. I mean, obviously you don't want to cut out certain things, but I don't know, let's say that you just cut out office supplies for the month. You're like, you know what? We'll use what we have. And that kind of saves you a little bit of money. You can also, like one of the line items that we have is we order um, arts and craft supplies, right? But we don't order them in the months that we don't have any money. We order them in the months where the revenue is coming. So I know that my revenue is going to go up in September. And that's when the bill comes, 30 days after I order. So at the end of August, before the school year starts, I'm going to place a significant order for paper, glue, paint, like you name it. Um, and it's going to come in and I'm going to pay it in September when my cash is better. And I can put it into a different month. So you can sit and predict certain things and how much you can afford. So when you take all this and put it together, it's really an important document. And I highly suggest, highly suggest that you find yourself a CPA and they do your taxes and they are a little bit more money, like I said in the last episode, but they're so important to have someone that you can really rely on. And this person isn't somebody I'm talking to weekly. I talk to them a few times a year Obviously they do my taxes, but, um, I talked to him in the early fall and he, we predict making sure we're paying enough in taxes so we don't get hit in, um, the new year with <laughs> big taxes. Um, also I'll talk to him throughout the year. If I'm thinking of taking a loan out for something like during the pandemics, we've never done that before. Um, I would talk to him about, um, other revenue options that we're looking at outside of the childcare tuition. Um, my sister and I have started um, side businesses um, to help us with our rent. And um, we talk about that. And sometimes I'll just have him look at my forecast and say, what are you thinking of this? And, you know, he gets to really know us. And so to pay him, you know, one or two extra hours above taxes, is critical because he really understands my business now. And when I talk to him, he knows exactly what I just talked to him recently. And he's like, Oh, the fall should be looking good. And this and this, like he knows when my, um, revenue changes. Um, he also knows all my expenses. So it's just really helpful to have someone like that, um, as your partner. I think those, it's one of the most important partners, um, that you can have. So today we learned that financial forecasting is predicting the money that we will receive and spend. And we just dug into revenue forecasting and expense forecasting. And it's really not that hard. You can also check this out on the My Directors Club YouTube channel so that you can see what this looks like. I built this spreadsheet while I was recording this so that you could see exactly what we were doing. We also discussed how to use this so that you can make good decisions. And by creating your master forecast or your budget in your Excel or in your program. So I do um, my revenue forecast in Excel spreadsheet 
and every and my salary forecast and then everything else gets done in quickbooks i absolutely love the budget tool it's so helpful and i hope you learned a lot today um, i hope the video brought this to life for you i know finance is hard um, to teach on a podcast. I know finance is hard in general for some people. Money's really hard to talk about or to stress to look at, but money's money and it's going to play out however it's going to play out. And you have a chance to change your future. If you pay attention to your forecast and take those numbers that you know, I, you know, I can't tell you how many centers I walk into. Oh, I know everything. I know my numbers. I know it all. And then when we get it down on paper, it's a lot different and you can make some good decisions about, um, changing some expenses that you're going to make or maybe planning tuition increases or fee increases, whatever you need to do. It also can help you as we're getting grant money in from federal and states to see, you know, how that money plays out for you as well. So be sure to follow this, subscribe, I should say, to this podcast. Um, I would love it if you take a minute and rate the podcast and leave me a comment and tell me some information that was helpful to you or information you want for a future podcast. I will be this weekend. Um, I'm going to be recording a bunch of podcasts on hiring because I think that is what we're going to be doing this summer, my friends. <laughs> and so with that, um, if you head over to my Facebook page, The Directors Club, you can find my seven favorite interview questions. Now, I know we're not finding people to interview right now. But we're going to, I have been researching, um, meeting with experts in hiring, talking to the government at the federal and state level. Um, and I know things are going to get better and I'm not going to sit back and wait and see who's applying for these jobs. I'm going after people and I have some ideas that are working for us right now, thankfully. And so, um, get ready for next week because we're going to be talking a ton about hiring and all the different ways um, that we can bring on people and keep people. Hiring and retention is going to be the podcast coming up. Um, so if you would like any other ideas on podcasts that you'd like me to talk about, um, leave it in the comments. And I appreciate you listening. And I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you, everybody.